स्मार्टकास्ट यू आर लिसनिंग टू अमिंट प्रोडक्शन प्रॉट यू बाय एच टी स्मार्टकास्ट हेलो वेलकम टू आर पॉडकास्ट सिग्नल एंड द नॉइस दैट विल अटेम्प्ट टू गिव यू अ पीक इनटू द इनर वर्किंग्स ऑफ मिंट्स लॉन्ग स्टोरी दिस इज सुनील एंड आई एम अजय एंड वी आर बोथ एडिटर्स विद मिंट Every week either one of us will attempt to walk you through the most defining development in the world of business, politics or technology. Let's dive in. Hi, this is Sunit and my guest today is one of the top watchers of India's famed middle class. He isn't an anthropologist, though many would rate him as one. Santosh Desai instead is the managing director of Future Group and looks at consumer culture in India. His long-running column in the Times of India, City City Bang Bang, which is out every Monday, captures key issues of the day, social, political or otherwise. He has a great book too, Mother Pious Lady, that makes sense of everyday India. I'm speaking to Santosh at a time we are marking the first anniversary of the lockdown and at a time when the second wave looms over us. I speak to him about how the pandemic has changed the way Indians live, work, eat, pray and make love listen on hi santosh good to have you on board in the signal and the noise pleasure to be here sir so you know uh, santosh uh, a year ago i wrote a piece uh, where i argued that the pandemic wouldn't change the very essence of being indian and it wouldn't alter the way indians behave uh, a year later i'm happy to be proved wrong so uh, has anything changed in the year gone by in the way Indians behave think I certainly think there have been changes but I, but on the other hand I think uh, I would agree with the underlying spirit of what you said without necessarily agreeing with the letter of of you know because I I do think that there have been changes I do think there have been changes uh often of, of of several kind but I would I would like to think that the 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 the, the strongest kind of principle that unifies these changes is the fact that changes that were already underway that the, the undercurrents of uh, which we could already see and we could already discern those are the ones that have got amplified they've got deepened uh and and, and they widened so for instance something like say the usage of digital mm-hmm. has not only got new users it has got new uses it has got categories that earlier you know one did not kind of uh, necessarily think of digital very seriously those categories are now using it so there are so i mean in terms of behavior we are becoming much more comfortable with uh, digital technology in in a variety of ways but that's something that we were already see similarly our view on health where where you know we have a more proactive kind of view of health and where we are kind of uh, thinking about the idea of immunity and 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 sort of uh, preparing uh, ourselves uh, uh, you know against possible sort of ailments i mean that kind of a view is a is a is something that we've seen certainly uh, kind of uh, become uh, much more prominent during uh, uh, the lockdown and, and and the pandemic but you know it's something that already was underway so i mean to me the, the underlying principle which is the strongest is of the amplification of of uh, undercurrents now becoming more mainstream i understand so uh, let me break that up a little bit uh, so that we can dive deeper into some of the topics that you mentioned uh, let me start with the home uh, the home as a sanctum sanctorum uh, work from home uh, 
has the Indians view about the home changed? In some ways, I think there has been both a rediscovery of home as well as a, a new idea of home both. So, so the idea of uh, home as sanctum sanctorum as the, as the place where uh, the family kind of comes together, it, it engages deeply is something that, you know, at a certain level as a memory has always existed and, and even as a reality, I think it has been true for a lot of Indians. But during this period, I think that became much more real. I mean, the interactions became much deeper with all the attendant kind of consequences. In, in some cases, families came closer. In some cases, you know, the underlying uh, tensions and fault lines uh, became more uh, sort of visible. But the idea of the home as the bastion of the family and where the family really gets a very good sense of each other, sort of works as a single unit with the home as the operating kind of base is something that we've seen much more of during the pandemic. And in a sense, it's a reclaiming of an idea of family, which was weakening as everyone had their own kind of priorities in life. So I think that's one part of it. On the other hand, the idea of, of the family and the, the home being a place, a site, of course, in a, in a, in a more physical sense of the office itself, uh, and therefore having kind of new functionalities, so to speak, is the other kind of a discovery uh, that the pandemic has uh, brought forward. But also at a more, at a more sort of psychological level, the fact that, you know, whether it was more experimentation in the kitchen and, and, and with food, whether it was uh, a greater engagement with domesticity and the idea of, of the domestic, uh, uh, you know, I think the, the idea that the meanings, many are more meanings of the home, uh, I think came to the fore. So I think you saw both these kind of uh, shifts. Right. Uh, and once all this is over and one assumes, one has to assume that things will get over. There is one prevailing view that in, in India in particular, that apart from a few sectors, people, employees will rush back into offices and therefore the distinction between home and office will reappear. Uh, I know predictions are kind of dangerous in this, this time, but looking forward, what do you, what do you think? And knowing, looking at the, from an Indian point of view. Well, I, I, I mean, I think to some extent that is true. I mean, I think certainly, I mean, nobody can argue that things will continue as they are right now. I mean, that's certainly not going to happen. But equally to argue that things will not change and essentially we will go back to uh, things as they were, I think is is probably not true either. But there are certainly sectors and categories beyond the ones that have traditionally had, uh, you know, more blurred uh, lines between work and home. Mm -hmm. uh, where I think the idea of working from home or at least a greater sort of a willingness to to kind of balance out these two needs a greater willingness to acknowledge the fact that, uh, you know, what was called, which I've always found a strange phrase, work-life balance, because it seems to suggest that work somehow cannot include life and vice versa. Mm -hmm. You know, so the idea of both of these being kind of binary that are somehow sort of, you know, awkwardly sitting together in, in some form of balance. I think that that notion, I think, will get challenged. So I, I do think that why, in a physical sense, it is true that, you know, the, it's not as if the office will die, but its sanctity will erode. Also, I think the willingness to allow and, and to acknowledge the fact that work is possible in other modes, uh, that will happen. Also, just from a purely commercial perspective, you know, organizations will find that from a, you know, in terms of real estate costs, uh, actually it, it, it might be quite uh, sort of commercially viable to not insist that everybody comes to office every day. So I do think that because of the fact that there is a an underlying cultural shift 
and b there is a there is a very significant commercial motive uh, i do think that uh, our, our attitude towards the office will change okay uh, i'm going to dial back to the family uh, initially post lockdown there were concerns about how women would be affected and uh, and largely women the subject being subject to you know domestic violence but also given the declining rates of women in the workforce uh women suddenly now have to share over the last year have had to increasingly share it with other family members including the husband primarily uh and children of course who were going to school how have you seen the impact there i think there are a range of changes there you know again it's not a one simple a single picture that emerges uh you know at one level it is certainly true that you know whenever there is a crisis women sort of fall out of the workplace more because when there is a when there is competition for jobs the, the tendency is for men to get privileged over women and therefore you know apart from other factors uh, certainly there is a cultural factor at work when it comes to a situation like this and men uh, therefore women in a sense uh, lose jobs in, in much greater numbers and fall out of the workforce Correct. so i think that certainly has happened the second is of course uh, uh, the, the question of domestic violence and that has been i think uh, fairly well documented the fact that that is not just in india but globally but certainly in india also that we've seen that there is much greater pressure uh, and there is frustration and, you know a lot of people are living in in, in very small spaces mm. and and the whole relief that came from you know people not being together all the time uh, that that relief obviously is no longer available uh, at a time like this and so we've seen that also but all, along with that we've also seen uh, uh you know two different kinds of things on on the one hand there is a a greater sense of uh, you know sharing of domestic duties and i know this is kind of overstated because uh, you know men like to sort of you know one day in the kitchen and and it becomes a, a big deal they like uh, to clean <laughs> you you clean like for days afterwards <laughs> you know and the whole thing about men doing bartan you know is something that for instance uh, was just all you know uh, which is which is you know just goes to show you know uh, how how skewed the balance is but but that being said i think certainly for the first time there is a there is some sort of an acknowledgement of what it takes to run a house you know mm-hmm. i just being at home all the time there is a, just a, you just get a much more up close sense of the fact that you know this is also a project and an enterprise uh, which is not easy particularly when there is you know no household help available which was true for for certainly a significant part of the pandemic so that i think is is one part of it and the other sort of on the flip side is the fact that uh, women who are used to having at least one domain under their control you know a lot of women who uh, you know are either uh, working at home or uh, you know are anyway responsible for the home even if they be happening to also working out, uh, outside home at least there was a full kind of a sense of that being their dominion i think uh, with a lot of men staying at home you found also that that was challenged and and the fact that now the the, the man because he's been in the kitchen once believes that uh, you know he understands uh, how that works also so i think there is a little sort of i think also a fault time not not very significant but a fault time nevertheless that was emerging in terms of control of of the domestic sphere so so i think there were a whole range of changes that we saw in this one yes i think uh, you know in the for the last 10 years the women participation rate in the labor force has been falling and the general sense is that once uh, a certain level of economic prosperity has been achieved 
you know, women uh, are asked to stop working and be at home. And so this is uh, perhaps, I don't know if this is how it is done out with the greater financial pressures that this last year has seen and could be further. Maybe women will return to the workforce at in higher numbers. I don't know what your sense about that is. Yeah. So I mean, I I I I think I accept the second part of what you said, but not necessarily the first because I don't think we have reached the stage anywhere near the stage where we reach the stage of of uh, affluence where uh, women can kind of in that sense afford to drop out of the workforce. Not I mean, obviously there will be small sections where that is true, but the larger story certainly doesn't seem to be that. The larger story still is that. There is uh, economic pressure also. I, I think it has to be, you know, even if uh, standards of living, even if they were to rise, you know, uh, you know, aspirations are rising at a faster rate. Uh, and, and therefore, uh, the, the sense that there is a need to pull together as many resources as one can in, in order to sort of, uh, you know, be able to manage all the aspirations one has. I think that certainly is, I think, uh, the, the larger truth. So uh, I do think that while that, the first part of it may or may not be true. The second part of it certainly is the fact that I think there will be greater economic pressure. Mm. And as, as we go forward, you know, as opportunities sort of open up, I, I do think that there will be certainly some uh, a significant return uh, uh, to the workforce as far as women are concerned. Okay. I, I was debating whether I'd ask you about the impact on children because I personally felt that they are hardy and and at least my my personal experiences in seeing it at home and elsewhere but i let me just ask you this in case you have any insights and uh, any observations on the impact on children no i do think that it has there has been an impact on children and i think it, it you know i mean and one this is an area obviously one sort of gets a sense of and i can't say that for certain but my my sense of it is uh, the fact that there is uh, you know the idea of a being cooped up at home is obviously difficult Secondly, the uh, the way in which uh, schools and you know, um, in particular schools, even colleges, when when you uh, function online, actually it increases pressure because you know one is uh, sort of cons and it increases pressure both on the parent and child unit both because a the parent is meant to be available all the time, so which is uh, 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 you know there is much more strain there, and the child you know in that sense is is captive you know and and that's not a natural state. The idea of being captive in front of a screen uh, in such a passive sort of a form, and mm-hmm. and I think it can be quite stressful uh, for children. And while I think you will see both sides of it, hardiness, a certain ability to kind of not you know because you not fully acknowledge uh, what is happening, but there is an anxiety at home, you know, which seeps through. Uh, there is a certain uh, you know a sort of an invisible kind of a a sense of heaviness that hangs on on homes. And I think children pick up on that, I think, uh, you know, quite fast. So I'm, I, I do think that this is something that will, that will affect children, both in, I think, somewhat visible ways, as well as, as we go forward, uh, in, in more invisible ways, because I think it, it changes their mental model, I think, of, of, uh, how the future is understood, decoded, uh, and a sense of, just the sense of overall uneasiness. I, I, I'm not sure it's very healthy, even if uh, children don't really show the signs. It's interesting that and insightful that you mentioned anxiety and uneasiness with the home, which uh, it's true, actually, because uh, I guess children in particular are 
sense the underlying tensions uh, and also uh, also they have no escape quote unquote uh, from duties or just doing things when they're always present in the house so yes that's uh, that's uh, that's an astute observation i'm 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 going to step back from the home and individuals for the moment and move to uh, the relationship with the state uh, you know post demonetization there's been a massive uh, increase in the impact of the state in people's lives and uh, the lockdown by its very nature was uh, you know restrictive but there were other forms of restrictions too you know like the night curfew and so on and so forth so how do you think the individual's relationship with the state has altered during this period yeah i think what what this period has done is to take further i think a, a shift that was already underway which is where the state was a much more visible presence a much more paternalistic uh, figure uh, you know i mean and and therefore uh, very clearly uh, i i think there is a certain degree of uh, sort of territory if you like that that, that the state has conquered uh, uh, you know even before the, the the lockdown and the pandemic but i think the pandemic has taken that further the fact that a lot of it became discretionary i think you know uh, and, and that's the interesting thing about uh, the state's transgression uh, into areas that it earlier uh, did not kind of have a presence in a lot of it comes out of uh, you know which is voluntary uh, i mean mm. surveillance for instance you know beginning with traffic and all the cameras that you see around i mean is something that that is for most part welcomed by people as as a, you know as as something that you know is is a facility is an advantage cctv cameras exactly i mean the cctv cameras that you see every day i mean that's a sign of development it's mm-hmm. it's not seen to be inclusive similarly i think uh, the fact that when the state mandates certain restrictions here it gets decoded not as intrusion which and, and because in a situation like this uh, you know that is necessary in in in, in most cases uh, so it, it, what happens is that there is a creeping kind of a uh, a sort of a, there is a you know creeping acquisition of territory if you like uh, that that has been underway and uh, it gets legitimized because you know under the circumstances what option is there most people would, would argue so i think to that extent uh, the state's shadow has grown longer and darker i think in this case there's a wider ambit around the term public good which actually uh, gets gets accepted and i think uh, you're right and it's just via technology has also increased and there's also uh, and also an impact in particular on one part but i'm keen to get your observations on on the informal sector where you know again demonetization uh, dealt a, a deadly blow there but today we the informal sector is reeling by all you know reported uh, you know in, insights uh, what are you picking up about the impact of the lockdown on the informal sector i mean it has been devastating i think there is no question about the fact that uh, you know the people without any uh, sort of ways of supporting themselves with uh, there are there are no there are no safety nets of any kind and and uh, when uh, entire large sort of swaths of of uh, you know of uh, categories i mean the huge uh, sort of you know livelihoods of in many 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 professions uh get virtually sort of suspended and not just for a few days but for a for now you know in, in some cases almost a year now 
and certainly for many months almost entirely i mean there is there is nothing to you know there are, there are you can't dig into some anything that you have there is nothing to fall back on and and so i think the, for the informal sector i think uh, this has been a, a a devastating blow i think the re- the reason why you saw the kind of reverse migration and the rush to sort of return i think was an index of the fact that there was that the only possible sanctuary at a you know at that kind of a time is to go back uh you know to your home and and make do with with whatever exists there and and mm. uh, the truth is that not much exists there which is the reason why you left uh, your home in the first place so so I, I, and and you know there are no institutional mechanisms uh, available there is not very much available by in terms of you know government programs in the here and now you know that that uh, that that uh, can be of help so i think when you put that together uh i i i do think that this has been a really really devastating kind of a blow for the informal sector there's also been an increase in all forms of divide of course money formal informal and of course rural and urban divide and there's a lot of the pandemic has been concentrated in urban centers and i remember conversations with you in the past where we have talked about uh, smaller changes in rural india and, and smaller town india uh, i don't know if whether you have had the time or been able to move out and get feedback but what are you picking up from rural india as well as small town india i'm using small, both the terms yeah i have actually had some opportunity i mean obviously very limited but some opportunity actually largely sort of drive through places and and to spend some time in smaller towns so my sense of it is that a of course the impact is uh, on the surface much less visible because you know the the fear and anxiety that you find uh, in the larger cities particularly in the earlier stages was conspicuous by its absence uh, as you traveled out of the largest uh, city so there is a certain sense of i think uh, life going on as normal and i think there the biggest disruption was actually the, the the return of the migrant i mean that was the, the, the in that sense the most visible uh, disruption that that uh, one saw and and even in if you were to look at some of the data around say things like say uh, newspaper advertising and and category sales etc you would find that the smaller towns have uh, relative to the larger towns held their own uh, much better uh, so in in some sense this has been a reverse of the of the normal kind of a uh sort of the impact that you see in any crisis where the most uh, sort of badly affected tend to be the smaller towns and, and the larger towns have some sort of a safety net i think in some senses there has been a reversal of course the margin there that is available is much lower that the you know the return of the migrants does, did put a, a fair amount of pressure in rural areas but on the whole and this is my you know and it, like i said it's not based on uh, too much so i would not sort of you know beyond a point assert that this is the truth but uh, but it does seem to me that the the smaller towns and, and rural areas relative to the larger cities uh, uh, i think but the disruptions were perhaps a little less visible finally uh, getting back to more primal matters uh, has uh, the lockdown and and the pandemic affected the bedroom and sex in any particular way amongst indians are you picking up anything there are you getting any research there just some sense and and, and a lot of speculation so i'm actually <laughs> and, you know i mean is very they all they are all speculating yeah in the best of times you know this is not an area that that one tends to get uh, too much of a sense of 
but right. uh, but I, I do think that this is a you know certainly you would have found certainly uh, you know i mean you know of the few entertainment options available uh, i certainly think that this would this would be a, a prominent one so i would be surprised if this was uh, we did not see uh, you know much greater intimacy of a kind uh, you know and and we did not see much more activity in this area i would certainly think that this would be a, a time for just like those you say you would experiment with the things that were available to you I think we saw that when it came to food, and I have uh, therefore a sense that perhaps we saw that also when it came to sex. Great, uh, thanks, Santosh. Uh, insightful as always. You have been listening to the Signal and the Noise. We would love to hear from you. Reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram on at HT Smartcast. Or you can also reach out to us personally at Sunita Arora and at AJ Axiom. To listen to more such interesting podcasts, do log on to htsmartcast.com. We'll be back next week with a new story, another fresh voice or a unique take on the world. Do stay well until then and keep supporting good journalism. This was a Mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.